The sermon for this evening is from uh, 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 to 3. The sermon is entitled, Joyfully Lutheran, the Introduction of the Lord's Prayer. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I think the day of all days of this year, uh, I know it's uh, September 11th, and as we know, a lot has happened on this day in the past, and um, just tragedy upon tragedy. But here today, I think, in the midst of the ashes of this world, of all the evil and all the, all the problems we are facing on a daily basis, even to this day, I think today we dwell upon the love, not just any love, but the love that is of the Father. And that is what this world needs the love of God. And that's what we're going to dwell upon today. 1 John 3 reads, See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The kind of love that gives you the privilege, the faith, to pray day and night, work break, meal time, snack time and for the kids at recess, wherever it may be while you drive, while you're turning the, Sheldon, whatever you do at work, I know you do the mechanic stuff. But you're turning the nuts and bolts and cleaning out all the machinery there, you can pray. But what a privilege it is to address God in those words, to open our mouths and declare the Lord's praise in this one true faith, knowing full well that God, by His love, would give us these words. Our Father, who art in heaven. Now, what does this mean? With these words, God tenderly invites us to believe that He is our true Father and that we are His true children, so that with all boldness and confidence we may ask Him as dear children ask their dear Father. I realize that we preached on this a couple, probably a month and a half ago in Luke 11, I believe. But anyways, we're, we're going to go over it again. And as we, as we teach the catechism, as I know confirmation is coming up as well in October, I always emphasize the, the importance of our Father, the possessive pronoun of who our Father is, that He is not just someone else's Father or a, a vague, nebulous, like divine being out there somewhere over the rainbow, wherever that may be. But this is our Father, our true, present God. What a privilege it is to know full well with great assurance and boldness and certainty that God, our Father, as we are His true children by His grace, that He hears our prayers. That just as any little child does. He goes to his father for help. And there the father is. No earthly fathers aren't perfect, but our God is. 
and he's always there to hear our prayer. This is the kind of love that God gives to you. Now, Pastor Harrison writes in the book, Joyfully Lutheran, Jesus, who verified his authority to speak for the Father by his sinless life, death, and resurrection, invites us to believe. He says to us here, believe it. You have a dear Father in heaven who truly loves you. I'm proof of it. Jesus is the proof. The proof of the kind of love that God gives to us. The proof that we see in the Old Testament as well. We just finished the Ten Commandments, right? The proof of the Passover lamb. The proof of the splitting of the Red Sea. The proof of the man and the quail. The proof that the bitter water was made sweet. The proof that Israel would reach in this next generation the promised land. The Lord provided them these proofs to show them that he delivered what he promised, but also to show them that he is the father of Israel, right? That he is the Lord God who, who released and rescued them from slavery and all of its bondage in Egypt to give them the new life. Because this is what a father does. God, the father, that's what he does. I know even for myself as a father, I always look at my kids uh, 10 or 15 years from now or 20 years from now. I'm always looking forward. And, and I always want them to look back on their childhood to remember all that we as parents did for them. And especially as a father, I try my best at times. I might fall short. <laughs> but I, I, I attempt to care and provide and even discipline, guide, and direct the best I can for their well-being. And at the end of the day, when they look back, I hope that they see the love and care that I had for them, that all I did was out of love. But even more so, though I love my children so dearly, our God loves them even more. And he loves you too. This is the kind of love that can never compare to anything of this world. The love that we will see this Sunday in Luke chapter 15, which we will preach upon. And that's the familiar story of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and though we don't talk about it on Sunday, the prodigal son. And we know the the parables here are all kind of connecting to emphasize it and really microscope on the emphasis of God's agape love. And we see that in the prodigal son, right? Rather than castigating his son for leaving with the inheritance and pretty much using it all to reckless abandon and coming back in despair and nothingness, not even worthy to be a son, is a father who in his great compassion saw him in a distance. He didn't wait for his son to come, but he, he went. He ran after his son. Not only did he run after him, but with great compassion, he embraced him and and kissed him. And you would think a father would just go up to him and say, how dare you come back here? You're no longer my son. But that's not what this father did. He kissed him. He hugged him. And not only that, he had a great celebration with the best robe, the best ring, the best shoes on his feet. A glorious time it was kind of love our Father gives.
and for us. We've gone through many things, every, every trespass, every sin, every shame, and every guilt. Indeed, we, like the prodigal, deserve nothing at all, not worthy of being in the presence of our Father. But some might say, good deeds, still not enough. Good morals, still not enough. Striving to earn and gain that seat, still not enough. Opening our lips by our own volition, our own will, impossible that is without faith, still not enough. Making a decision for the Lord, giving our life to Him, rededicating, committing all these things, no matter how hard we try, still not enough. The point is, my friends, we didn't make God our Father. We didn't crown ourselves to be his children. We didn't gain a seat in heaven by our own doing. And that's why there is that kind of love that is beyond our own selves. Because nothing in ourselves can accomplish this seat. It's all about God's grace, his mercy, his compassion, and seeing the world for what it is. It is our Lord who runs to us. That running to us is the sending of His Son. And even in the midst of our depravity, our sin, ever since the fall, cut off, orphaned, that we cannot rescue ourselves, but there he calls us to be his own. Galatians 4 reads, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. You are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. That is the kind of love God gives, all by God's doing. His gracious hand, the hand that extends to the world. That extension is the incarnation, the Word made flesh, Jesus Christ. Extending His love to us, for us, for you. This is the kind of love our Father gives. The love that is our Savior, that is sacrificial, that stands in your place, that is faithful and obedient, that is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, the body and blood of Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, that no one goes to the Father except through Him, in Him that is Christ crucified. A blessing. This is, don't you see, I know at times we think the Lord's Prayer is just a thing that we do over and over and over again. It can become very rote in our lives, even to the point where we stop praying it. But remember, the next time you pray and you say those words, Our Father, 
Remember what that means. Our Father, you are saying that as the redeemed. Our Father, you are saying that in faith as you are covered by the grace of God. We say the words, our Father, knowing that it is by grace we are saved through faith. We say the words, our Father, knowing that he sent his Son for sinners to take upon our sin, to crown himself with thorns, to be the slaughter for us, the penalty, the punishment for our sins, the sins that Jesus paid for you. No longer are you alone, no longer are you orphaned. No longer are you, have, uh, are you uncertain and, and, and are in great wonder of what is to come. Remember the words of peace when you say those words, Our Father. Because there you know that God gives you the refuge even from death and eternal condemnation. That there our Father swallows up the grave and gives you the keys to eternal life. Our Father, what a blessing this is. And I know at times, I said earlier, and Harrison writes here as well, though I am commanded to pray and have your promise that you will provide what's best for me and all that I need, I am sluggish in prayer. I fail to pray for my own needs. I fail to pray for my loved ones. I fail to pray for the church. I fail to pray for the extension of God's kingdom. I doubt your benevolence. I question your will. I live joylessly and fail to give thanks for your unending gifts, blessings, and answered prayers. I deserve to be cast from your presence now and eternally. As we confess, as we repent in faith, as we rest in the arms of Christ, we rest in His kind of love. The love that is given through the crucifixion and the empty tomb. Where there, the love is outpoured to us. The floodgates open of God's lavish, His riches, His grace for you. And that is why when we say those words, our Father, we go in boldness and confidence. That we draw near to the throne of God, as it reads in Hebrews 4. That by His grace, with great confidence, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And He's always there. Our Father will never leave nor forsake us but He's always with us. He's always there to answer our prayers. And in faith, not with wonder, not with shaky confidence, but again, as it reads in Ephesians 2, we go no longer as strangers and aliens, but as fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. Our Father, thanks be to God for the faith given to us that we can open our lips in this faith to say those true words in the prayer. That we say them remembering and in faith, dwelling upon the riches of His grace, knowing that we are His children by His doing, knowing that we are crowned by grace by His doing, that knowing that we are righteous and we are heirs to His kingdom by His work and His doing, that we are His own by His doing, and that we are guiltless, blameless, and holy all by His doing. All when we say those two words are Father. 
That's what we're saying. What a blessing this is. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Midweek Sermon from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.